Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, welcome back to the Healthy High Achievers podcast. Today we have Sarah Schroeder on the show and she's a business and life coach and a motivational speaker. Now, she told me before this interview that she used to hate the word balance because she was looking for her happy medium with no luck. So after a pretty major surgery, she now sees that balance really is a thing and she's trying to work it into her life as she just turned 40. Well, congratulations. Did you feel or are you feeling any big shifts turning page 40 in your life? Yeah, actually, it's so funny because people say that and you think, sure, sure, that they're just saying that, but it actually is the truth. There's things that just shift and it's hard to explain if you're not 40, but the mindset changes and just, I view it personally, not as, oh my gosh, I'm 40, but I'm 40. Let's go. Like, let's continue moving forward. And like, maybe now understanding what balance means, right. As opposed to being so anti-balance and defensive about it or that kind of thing. Now it makes more sense in my mind because I'm asking different questions around it. So I love being 40 and it's been fantastic so far. Nice. And so in your 30s, you were more kind of anti-balance. What did that anti-balance look like? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would have talks. I talked with all my clients, like speaking engagements that, you know, balance, like everybody said, I want to find my balance. And I would say that really doesn't exist because it's never like a 50-50 kind of thing, right? Because we're not just 50% in our work and then 50% in our relationships. We're maybe on any given day, 38% or, you know, 25% in relationships and whatever. I'm not great at math, but like everything (laughs) break down evenly. So I'm like, you can't have a balance because you have a main focus and that's what you're focused on like the entire time. So if you're focused on that, you're not balanced. You're just focused. And I guess for me, I thought of balance as an excuse for people like, oh, they're just saying I've got to find a balance. And that's why I'm, you know, not able to do this or do that, or, you know, cater to all of these things. And I thought, well, no, you're just making an excuse. And then when I had to sit and do nothing to recover from a surgery, I was thinking, okay, but this is what balance looks like right now in this season. And here's what balance looks like when balancing is being able to go and do more and achieve more and, you know, balancing like working and relationships and health and friendships and that kind of thing. Um, So balance is really about just creating a space for yourself to be comfortable and present. Like I equate balance now is very much like being in the present moment of where you are, not necessarily focused, which is a great thing. I don't know. Yeah. Being focused is a great thing, but you can also be like balanced in where and who you are and like what you're doing, like in any given situation. Mm, true. That feeling of balance. So then it, it shifts the focus from the action of balancing all the different things you're doing in your life. You were like, no, this is just being focused. You know, you have that one main focus. But then now it's that feeling of feeling balanced, of feeling, let's say, how could you put that in other words? Like feeling satisfied with what you're doing in the now, just 
feeling happy and calm today, right now, with whatever is going on, even when you're recovering from big surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that word calm. That made me think of calm assurance because you can be like assured that in the moment here is where you're supposed to be. And you can be and you, and it's not necessarily like a physical act of balance, but it's a mental act of balancing. And that's what I was avoiding because I wasn't balancing anything. I was trying to like achieve all of the things, right. And not mentally thinking about what does balance look like? And so now it's a very like calm assurance of this is where I am. This is how I think about it now. I love that. Yeah. And so back then, it also didn't seem to bother you that there was no, let's say, balance because you're like, no, I'm just focused. I'm achieving. I'm, I'm in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But now today, how do you what do you think when you look back to that time where balance wasn't really a thing for you? I was always stressed. I was always overbooking myself. I was always trying to be perfect, trying to be what other people, what I thought other people viewed me as. And, and I got burned out. I mean, quite honestly, like that's, you know, here I am trying to tell these people I was like doing like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. So I would tell, you know, everybody, all of these things. And yet I wasn't practicing that. And I mean, there was just such a, imbalance if you will and and it's so funny that because I was so anti-balance like this imbalance was happening in my life and especially when you're coming from you know recovering people pleaser or perfectionist it's not balance it's how can I be the best but you can't be your best for everybody else you've got to understand what the best is for you and when I was looking at balance it was just like well to everybody else, it looks like I can balance all of these things. I can do this, you know, all of these wonderful things. And she's like doing it with grace and ease. But I was really like, like what a duck on a pond where, or a swan, like looks beautiful up there, but underneath, you know, <laughs> their feet are Paddling. just going, going, going. So yes, exactly. So yeah. So, I mean, I got burnt out and I lost my passion for things. I didn't know what I wanted. And there were more days where I was like, I don't, want to do anything. And that's not me at all. I lost my why I lost my, what do I want? And I had no idea what I meant because I was so imbalanced, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah, in the process of trying to achieve everything you want to achieve, trying to achieve that why in the business and just be busy, you lost kind of your why you lost that that direction sort of, and you, you lost the passion. Maybe you didn't lose the idea of where you wanted to go, but you lost the passion or the joy along the way, it seems. Mm-hmm. I did. And that's, I'm a firm believer that you've got to, you know, like passion is life. You've got to go with your passion and in that joy, but not when it starts to like, but when you start putting pressure on that passion, then mm. it, it's not fun anymore. Right. And that's I what like I was that. doing. I was putting so much pressure on that passion to like prove that like, it's not about balance. It's about just like going, going, going. And it's not about going, going, going. That's not healthy, right? <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's when you and that's when people just kill their own passion, you know, when when you're like, oh, I'm good at this or oh, I love doing that. 
let me pursue that as a business or let me get very good at it and let me and I've experienced it so many times for myself as well there are just those kind of things that I should never pressure um for mm -hmm. me the example that is singing and when I started singing here professionally and and I started having more and more gigs I realized I'm not enjoying this anymore because I'm doing it too often <laughs> you know and I see all these musicians having music as their job but I I know that for me it needs to be I need to have the space to sort of miss it you know and, and not yeah. lose fun in it oh I love that have the space to miss it as in like take a break and find balance in taking the break and like not feeling guilty about taking a break right like your success is look at all these gigs that I have now but really it's the gigs that I have that I choose to have like that's based around like what I'm using my energy for like what I'm available for and also I need to be available for like downtime and recuperating because you can't sing at your best if you haven't balanced out everything else right and decided like I'm gonna you know, take this time to relax or take this time to just not do anything. And I think too, where the balance is we, there's such like a hustle culture out there and working hard is very important, but that hustle of you always have to be doing, well, of course you can't find balance. If you always have to be doing, I always had to be doing to prove myself, right? you got a lot of gigs, you were like proving like, look how great I am. And you're like, but now I'm not happy anymore. And that's where balance comes back in. Like, no, 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 it's not, your life is solely based around those singing gigs, or it's not solely based around doing these workshops or, or coaching or speaking. It's everything. Like what else is in your life and how does what the other stuff that you do in your life, how does that contribute to the impact that you're making again, for you for singing, for me with coaching, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And there again, balance. So now you are more kind of practicing what you're preaching, you know, and you said that you used to just, what was it? Do as I say, not as I do. I like that one. I hadn't heard that <laughs> yeah. one before. <laughs> so then mm -hmm. if you weren't doing what you were saying or what you were helping other people with, what, what made you actually create that business, help people with that balance, help be that business and life coach? Like what took you to, to helping others? And then maybe the words you were saying to your clients, maybe were the exact words that you needed to hear for yourself as well. We often have that case. <laughs> yes. A thousand percent. Everything that I would say to clients, it's like, just bring it on back to you, Sarah, because yeah. you need that. It's like the beauty of coaching is, I mean, it's, it's for, others and it, it opens up doors for yourself too. So you can like dive deeper and then help um, other people because you've experienced it and can show them, you know, firsthand what they're going through. So for me becoming a coach, I opened my business. Uh, I started my business four years ago and it really was about showing people what they're capable of doing because they weren't sure that they were able to go after their dreams or go after what they want. They had to balance basically like what society has told them that they need to do, have a good job, you know, be a good partner and or spouse, you know, be a good mom or dad, be an exemplary friend, like be healthy and make sure you look this certain way, do all of these things and fit these categories, like fit this balance sense. But 
everybody has a unique gift and a unique passion and, and such potential that they don't go after because they're trying to balance everything else. And for me, it's really important to get people to challenge their own thoughts and, and decide what is, I guess, normal quote unquote for them, like what their sense of balance is versus what they are being told, like outside circumstances tell us so many things. So none of us really know what balance is. What balance looks like for me might be completely different than what balance looks like for you. Maybe you love to go like five days a week, like, you know, sun up to sun down and you are great with that. And then you take two days of complete silence and that's it. And that's great. If that's you, absolutely 100% do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But so many people experience fear and blame and guilt and judgment around that. So now when I talk with clients and when I started the business, you know, it was very much like, Oh no, like it, it, it was like, you don't need like balance isn't a thing, but now it's like, yes, balance. But what does that look like for you and your mm-hmm. schedule? And again, those are around my favorite questions are, what do you want? What do you mean by that? And why? And so then you can balance your schedule around your values and your passion and your life, as opposed to your schedule, like trying to overtake you and balancing around what everybody else is saying. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, for some people, it's five days in a row working hard and then two days just lying flat, (laughs) resting, recovering to go at it again great if that's you but maybe you're the kind of person who needs half a day there but then you do feel that energy on a Saturday or Sunday and then you follow that flow of your own kind of energy and that's where people some people say oh I don't have that flexibility in my job or blah blah but that's how you shape your life you know that's how the kind of job you choose the kind of schedule you choose yeah I love that like you you said like find your flow and like you choose, like you just said, you choose this. So when you say you're not flexible, you're choosing not to be flexible. And so balance, I guess could be too, you know, some people say like, don't wake up and work on your work emails right away. But again, if that's something, you know, as a coach, sometimes maybe you wake up and you had a dream, you had an idea, you had Hmm, something that needs to be expressed. And that's balanced for you because you know, like you feel it so much in your heart. I mean, this happens all the time for me. I feel it. And you know what? I am going to like email this client or I am going to post to social media because for me, that's the flow. I love that you said the word flow and balance isn't you know, here's the daily morning routine that you absolutely should follow. It's what makes sense for me again, in the flow, in the present. And, and how can I be accepting of that, even though that might look different than what other people are experiencing or doing, or even thinking about like what they believe balance is. You've got to find it. You've got to know yourself to know what balance is for you. Yeah. And it seems kind of a theme that keeps coming up just Generally, I think globally, we're all trying to find more of that sweet spot between what we used to believe was true of that discipline of waking up every day a certain time and then a routine is a routine needs to happen every day. You can't skip. And now kind of reframing that into, hey, but you know, if I had, like you said, if I had a dream and I wake up inspired, I just want to grab my laptop and, and write it all down, you know, and do it. grasp that moment of inspiration and creativity 
and then I mm-hmm. might skip my morning routine, you know, and, and what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It might skip it or it looks different. Like I yeah. have a routine I do every, like I have my stuff that I do every day. Like when I wake up, like I, you know, like I, I, I pray and then I write and then I do mobility stretching and all this stuff. But this morning I woke up and I thought I have time to go for a walk. Like that's what I want to do. And so I was able, I did that. And instead of writing, I listened to something inspirational. Right. And it's not, not doing my morning routine. It's this is what I felt today. This is the balance that my body was craving. It wanted to move in different ways other than mobility today based on things that happened yesterday. I didn't, you know, get a workout in yesterday. And so this morning, my body's like, let's go for a walk. Like I'm Mm -hmm. ready for this. And that's what balance is, is listening to what your body is telling you, what your thoughts are telling you when they're, when they're positive thoughts. Like if you have a negative thought, another way to balance that, that's what balance is. I I just, this just came to me. I got excited, but balance is okay. Got this negative thought. Okay. That's one side of it what's the other side of it? Like, how does this, what positive thought balances out this negative? Cause if there's a negative, there has to be a positive. It's like gravity. Like there has to be another side to it. It's the law of polarity. So what is that? And then what do I choose from that? And where can I go with that? That's what balance is. Love that. It's something I've practiced way back when, when I was 15 and struggling with chronic disease. And it was one of the first tools that really helped me with that okay, here's the negative thought or the negative feeling. What's the positive? You know, how can I shift this? And it's kind of training your brain to also knowing that there's, just like you said, there's that duality. You know, there's that, if there's a negative, there's a positive. And challenging people to have that, to shift those negative thoughts. I love that. And, you know, sometimes when we see, oh, here's a great life coach or a great business coach, Sarah, she probably has her shit together, you know? (laughs) She's got it. She she has a routine. She's doing great. But here you are just also talking to us about what your day sometimes look like looks like. And it's not always, you know, I, I don't know. I think people sometimes think that we have a two hour morning routine every day. That's so funny. They do. I'm like, I don't know. Where, I mean, that's great that you think that. Sure. Like, tell me where this two hours comes from. I guess if we wanted that, we could create that and then just book appointments or something later if we wanted to. But and is that a realistic thing to balance every day? Maybe, but it's not, you know, like it's it. I don't know. Like we, you know, we don't always have this two hour window of opportunity, but that's the thing you just have to go with, you know, you have a schedule, of course, schedules are very important, but also have a way to understand that that like to balance what's going on based around different circumstances that are happening yeah. too. So, I love mm-hmm. that. And if we were to get like a peek behind the scenes of what your day-to-day looks like, I know it might just shift and you might go with that flow, but can you give us an example of like, I don't know, a day this week or just a day you want to give us an example. What does it look like? Yeah, absolutely. So I typically, you know, I'll wake up and like I said, I do like, I take about, I think it's 45 minutes or so to like do everything I said and then eat my breakfast and then get ready and go. And I'm a morning person and I love, I have like my energy, like my good moments are in the morning. So I'll meet with my one-on-one clients in the morning. A lot of the times from let's say anywhere, I mean, it could be early from 7am, depending on if that's what they need or seven or eight to about 
11. And then it really just depends after that. I'll either have more clients or it'll be a content creation day or it'll be a writing day, that kind of thing. And so I always, one thing that I schedule for myself that I, I balance things around, I guess, is I work out every day at 4 PM and, you know, some people love to work out in the morning. 4 PM is good for me because by that point I've talked to a lot of people. I'm very empathetic. Like I absorb a lot of things. So after, you know, talking with my clients and getting them to like reset their mindsets and, you know, take action on things, it's time for me to get a reset also, and like balance myself back in order. And I do that through working out and 4 PM is like my sweet spot. And sometimes I'll do after that, I will have like clients at night because that's when, you know, that's when they are available and I'll do that. Or after that I go home and cook dinner and read, but I mean, I have about eight different books going at a time. And sometimes (laughs) the balance is sometimes it's watching Netflix and sometimes it's I get inspiration. And so I'm writing all the things I'm creating all the things I'm like creating these posts, uh, making videos. So it really just depends, but I do love to structure my days around the working out and around the clients. And I try, I schedule about no more than four clients a day, just because they get that full hour and that there, I'm hyper-focused on them because it's all about them and what they want and, you know, what challenges they're facing kind of thing. And what I've noticed when I tried to do more than four, that did not balance out well with a lot of other stuff, including like my mental energy and whatnot. That's not fair to them. So having about four or so clients a day works amazingly. And sometimes though, there'll be, um, I work with a few different businesses as well. So once or twice a month, I'm driving to the business to talk with people and, or I'm doing speaking engagements. So primarily it's the one-on-one coaching, but I balance it out by going to work with other businesses and speaking. And so I don't have like a a schedule. Like my Thursday this week looks completely different than my Thursday last week. My Mm -hmm. Monday this week will look completely different than my Monday next week, because it just depends on, you know, things going on with, with clients or different workshops that come up. But that's the beauty of it is that I can find balance, not in the chaos because it's not chaotic. I'm able to just structure it in a way that, okay, so now that Monday is really filled Maybe I take Tuesday to have a lesser, you know, just like a day to sit at a coffee shop and write and that kind of thing and then move forward. So there's not like there's, there's, I don't know. It's not like a strict schedule, if you will. My balance is more of how everything is going to flow together. Yeah. And it's not a time blocks that that repeat themselves every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, et cetera. It's more of a constant, okay, let me check in with my schedule. What does it look like so far? Where do I need to block those moments of, okay, I've had enough meetings or that day will be super social. So I know the next day I might need some, you know, inner time to just write stuff out or to do something, you know, here and not with people. And yeah, you're just constantly checking in to see where do I block this out? And I do the same when I look at my schedule. I'm like, okay, I have three sessions already. Three is kind of, okay, four, I might be able to do it, but not every day. And then I'm like, okay, let me, I, I literally block it all out. And it's called no more meetings. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I, yeah. No one can book me. And I know, okay, I, I don't want to talk to any more people that day. 
Yeah. I love that. That's perfect. I have a client actually who I asked her like, what, how much time do you have for new clients? And I said, like, truly like, like booking it out. And so we, she sat there and she said, okay, I have about 40 hours available for new clients between this date and this date. I said, okay. And I said, and how many current clients do you have? She's a photographer. And she said, you know, I have, I have this much time for the current clients. And so she is working. She is balancing her life around like a 75 hour work week within this certain time frame, within like a three week time frame. And so that's what she's doing. And so she, and what that's helping her with is, okay, she's able to accept these kinds of clients from this date to this date to fit in that 40 hours. She already has this 30 hours that she's doing with other clients. And now, like you said, no meeting zone, like no talking to people zone or going to the movie zone, whatever it might be. And that's what's like going in her calendar because she was just always trying to stay afloat. And I was like, why not stay afloat? Like, how do we create more balance, right? And so when she looked at her hours and like divided it down, that's just one way of a million ways to do it, right? But that's what worked well for her to see where she needed to be spending more personal time for herself and what she was actually available for, for new clients and existing clients. Yeah, because I know people who are fully capable of just doing back-to-back and that's great. They prefer to have that one day a week, let's say, I know for podcasting, for example, someone interviewed me on her podcast. She did, literally, she had someone before me and someone after me. And that was her batching moment. Me personally, I like to have one interview that afternoon and then maybe later in the week, another one. And then it's kind of spread out for me to fully enjoy these moments of connecting with new people, sharing their stories with the Healthy High Achievers audience. But it really depends on you personally what what works you know what's what's your balance like we're I love how we're unpacking balance in this talk today and I know before this interview I told you I have no idea what direction we're going in at any time with these interviews and I come up with a title right after because I wanted to flow where it needs to flow today you know of what people need to hear or what comes out of our inspiration today <laughs> yeah, so I love that yeah so one question that came up for me a last one that I'm just curious about. I know that entrepreneurs, we all have all these different kinds of tasks that we do. Like you talked about, you know, content writing and client sessions and sometimes going to those businesses and all these kinds of tasks. What or which tasks within being an entrepreneur are your favorites? Oh, oh, that's a good question. Being with my clients one-on-one. That's my absolute favorite because I love being around, whether it's like in a business workshop that I'm doing or the one-on-one clients, that's my absolute favorite. I love being with them. I love seeing their faces light up when they start off with like a negative mindset or they're doubting something. And I ask them questions and you like see the light bulb, like go off and they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I didn't give you anything. Like this is but like you just told this to yourself, that's what came out of you. And when they realize that they've had it inside of them all along, that's my absolute favorite. And then second, I was an English major. So I love writing. So I love creating content. Or if I read something, I'm like, oh my gosh, let me go write 10 
social media things about this. And it just, I don't know, like writing is one of my favorite things to writing and reading and just learning. Those are probably my favorites, but yeah, that's, those are my favorites, but I just love being with people and when the light bulb goes off or they're like, Mm. oh my gosh, I I should be celebrating this because it really is awesome. Or like, I had no idea that I was actually doing this well, because I'm always in my own way. That's the best hands down. Yeah. Or when they come back to a session and they're like, you know, last time we talked about this and that. And in the meantime, I did this and that with it. And you're like, all right. You know, you see, sometimes you don't expect what could happen between two sessions. We cannot guess that, you know, we as coaches, we have no idea what the effect afterwards will be of what we talked about in a session. But then you hear the progress. It's just, all right, you go off, you fly. exactly like you we get to help them like take massive action and then they go take massive action and it's like exactly this is all you we're just here to like help you like leap and go do it and they do and that's the best I love it yeah it's the best yeah so I know that I could see that passion for writing and creating when I checked out your Instagram and people you should go there uh it's it's really fun I could feel that energy and that passion from you so if people want to follow you learn more about you where can they find you yeah they can go on Instagram it's Sarah Schroeder coaching like Sarah underscore Schroeder underscore coaching. And then my website is Sarah Schroeder business coach.com. All right. I'll put those links definitely in the show notes and any last words or anything you're working on right now that we can have an insight in. Yeah, I'm actually working on writing a, a novel around what you what you want, what you mean by that and why. So that's kind of like a big fun project for me. And that's brand new stages. So it may, I don't know how long it's going to take, but that's a fun thing. And I just want to leave everybody with the thought that to challenge your mindset, if you're experiencing a problem right now, like something that just keeps recurring over and over happening over and over again, like challenge that and ask yourself different questions. Like instead of why does this keep happening to me? What can I learn from this? Or why am I always at fault? Like what is go- actually going on here? Like what are the facts? What's what's what am I seeing versus what emotions are being involved? And just thinking about the idea that there's always when you think from a problem mindset, you're just going to get more problems. When mm. you start thinking differently and start th- like thinking, well, what's the possibility here? What can I do? What would a win-win situation be? Then your mind starts to open and doors start to unlock and possibilities start to happen. And you realize, oh, I just need to take one small step of action every single day, one small step, and that's your balance. And that'll get you where you want to go. Absolutely. Thank you for those inspirational last words. And I just talking about flow and balance. I just loved the flow of this interview. I really did. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. And yeah, take care. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it too. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, Achievers, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. Please, please, please subscribe and review my podcast. It will mean the world to me. See you in the next episode.